Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGall, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Welcome to the Follow the Brand podcast. I'm your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, where we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow. How do you view yourself? How do others view you? And is there a disconnect? These are the questions posed by my next guest, Rob Levinson, a 35-year veteran in personal branding. Rob says, if your personal brand narrative is outdated and doesn't help you, and it's not true, then you need to get to your truth and to tell your story with help from a personal brand coach. Rob encourages alignment with recognized and innovative brands to change the perceptions of your personal brand. You want to be perceived differently through a brand blueprint that includes a brand voice, key messages, mission statement, vision statement, elevator pitch, and your personal brand tagline. Learn to embrace a continuously evolving story of yourself in the digital world. Tell an aspirational story of how you want people to perceive you. What image are you putting forward and what stage do you want to be on? What do you want your audience to walk away with? You can be the master of your own universe and tell your own story. Rob is an expert brand strategist who for decades has helped both emerging and established companies to evolve and grow exponentially. Since 2002, as the principal of Leverage Advisors, Rob has created comprehensive brand blueprints for clients seeking the strategic guidance and powerful narrative required to inform and guide their company's development or re-imaging. Industry agnostic, he has advised leading technology, consumer, professional services, and finance brands. Rob is also a personal brand coach and founder of Brand You Better. He helps individuals from recent graduates to C-suite executives in transition develop powerful personal brand narratives that get them noticed, remembered, and results. The former marketing strategies columnist 
for the Wall Street Journal Online, Rob graduated from Connecticut College and guest lectures at the Questrom School of Business at Boston University. He has two grown daughters and lives in San Francisco, California. Let us welcome Rob Levinson to the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Hello, everyone, and we are here another special week. We're into the 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 almost the end of our career development series. We're going into financial empowerment as well on the personal brand or the follow brand show. You know, we have personal branding, then we get into business development, career development, and financial empowerment. I believe our next guest, Rob Levinson, kind of lives in all those different worlds. I don't know if you've taken a look at some of his work. I truly encourage you to do so. If you're interested in anything that we've talked about on Follow the Brand, you'll probably find it somewhere in Rob Levinson's world and what he has done over the last 20, 30 plus years uh, doing branding and that type of thing for businesses and individuals. We're going to have a candid conversation, just two gentlemen talking about ourselves, talking about branding and talking about how we can help our listeners, which is you, to move forward. So without further ado, Mr. Rob Levinson. Well, thanks so much. And I really appreciate being referred to as a gentleman. That hasn't happened in a long time. (laughs) Awesome. 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 So let's get into it a little bit. I know you're out in the the Frisco area. You're out in California. I always look at that area as, first of all, high tech, Mm -hmm. freedom of thought, and how people are moving and redefining themselves. You are in the personal brand space. Mm-hmm. So how do you first, let's, let's talk about you for a minute. How do you define your brand? Uh, how do I define my brand? What, what I am really good at doing is even though personally I'm very long-winded, what I'm good at doing is making a long story short. And that is a, a very good trait to have because people don't, read that much anymore. They don't have much of an attention span. So if you can't capture someone's attention right out of the gate, then you're probably not going to keep their attention at all. So that's what my real strength is, is making a long story short. And you've done that in the business world and also for individuals. So you can take a lot of information, I guess, you know, characteristics, Mm -hmm. um, uh, brand awareness, visibility, your brand voice, and kind of whittle it down into a perfect sentence. Or I think yep. even on your LinkedIn feed, it said you can whittle it down to a hashtag. That's true. And my hashtag is long story short. And when, when you talk about doing a hashtag, the way I uh, tell clients to think about that is to use it as a springboard to tell your larger story. Uh, so, for example, when I tell people I do lo- make a long story short, I say that is appropriate for whether I am doing a rebrand for a, a global executive search firm or if I'm helping an individual at a wealth management firm differentiate himself from his peers. Uh, you have to get down to the core essence. And that's what I can help people do with, with not only the words, but the images and, and how they put themselves out there in the world. No, I like that. You've heard that phrase before. You can't tell a book by its cover, but you've got to have the cover has got to be enticing enough that you open it and begin to read the story. You begin to get intrigued, get into that dramatic tension, as I've heard. You're like, well, what's this about? You know, what were the challenges and the hurdles? So 
my first question I like to ask you is that how did you get into this business? I mean, what sparked your interest? In personal branding? Just, yeah, in your career as a brand strategist. How did that happen? I started out in New York City working uh, at large ad agencies, and I was very lucky in my career because um, I was aligned with very high-end, very um, uh, recognizable brands, and they were everything from Rolls-Royce to De Beers Diamonds, Absolute Vodka, CBS Television, Fidelity, IBM. It was just really the luck of the draw that I had such amazing brand names that I could associate myself with from a very young age. And that would be one early piece of advice that I would give people is when you get further on in your career, all anybody wants to know is who have you already done this job successfully for? So the early part of my career was on these, you know, blue chip brands. Um, later on, after my advertising years came to a close, I went in-house and I ran marketing at three early stage technology companies. So in my advertising career, I was exposed to advertising and public relations and positioning. So when I made the move from advertising to client side, I really repositioned myself as a brand strategist because I'd had so much experience positioning and creating narratives around different brands. Uh, the three companies that hired me, they had a business plan and a name. And that was it. And I was the person who was hired to create the brand positioning, to create a brand narrative, which is a fancy way of saying the story about the brand. And then I was to hire the ad agency, the PR firm, the web development firm, the social firm. And I sat on top of the brand and was basically the brand police. Um, I did that for several years. I was supposed to get rich three times. That did not happen. When my last dot-com was uh, sold in 2000, and that's when I started my consulting career. And I have been a, a brand strategist and a personal brand coach uh, since 2000. So I've had a, a, when people ask me what was my strategy to end up where I am today, um, I'd like to say I had a strategy. I really didn't. Um, but what I was good at was putting myself in positions where I was uh, aligned with uh, very uh, recognizable brands and also very innovative brands. And I took those learnings and I, I rolled that up into doing brand strategy. And that's what I've done for the last 20 years. Now, the way that I ended up doing personal branding, it's kind of a, a fun story. Um, as a corporate brand strategist, companies hire me for a number of reasons. They might want to change perception of their brand. There might be new leadership. There might be some M&A activity. But for some reason, they want to be perceived a different way. So I had recently rebranded a, a global executive search firm. And when I was done, and my deliverable for them is a brand blueprint. And that brand blueprint includes a brand voice, key messages, mission statement, vision statement, elevator speech, tagline, all the elements you need to express a brand. When I'd done the brand blueprint for this executive search firm, the CEO said to me, you know, Rob, this is going to help us move the brand, but I have a problem with my people. 
He said, I have consultants that are on the phone all day long, and I don't think that they are connecting with their clients and prospects in a meaningful way. Do you do anything with personal branding? Which honestly, Grant, I had not done a thing with personal branding. But I thought to myself, you know, the same tenets and methodology I used to brand a company, I could an individual. So for this client, I developed a personal branding workshop. And that included a lot of education, some uh, team building, some creative ideation, some role play. And at the end of this half day workshop, people would leave with a foundation of their elevator speech. And then I would work with them one on one. And for me, this was just kind of, you know, uh, another service to offer my corporate uh, clients. In one of those sessions was an individual who had uh, a friend who was a professor at Boston University told the professor about me and said, would you teach personal branding to my MBA students? They're about to graduate from school with an MBA and they don't know how to talk about themselves. I came into the classroom. I basically gave them the same presentation I gave my corporate clients. And afterward, the craziest thing happened, these students would swarm around me after the class. They wanted to connect with me on LinkedIn, ask me my advice. And they said, can we work with you one-on-one? I'm like, This is going to be a really cool side hustle. So I said, sure, why not? And after a couple of years of that, I actually spun out a whole business devoted to personal branding clients. So that is how I got from point A to point B. It took a little while to get there, defying my belief of doing a long story short, but it did encompass 35 years. Now, that's wonderful. And it's a big buzzword at this time, personal branding of itself. Uh It's starting to become more and more. Uh, known, but people have a challenge. And I believe now during the COVID age, begin to realize is that my digital presence does not equal my physical presence. You know, it's it's easier to say, hey, you know, you've probably been taught how to shake hands, make eye contact, deliver an elevator pitch, give a business card. How do you do that on the digital platform? You know, and, and before you even, you're doing it live, Think about what is your presence uh, when you're not there? What is your LinkedIn presence look like? Your Twitter presence, your social media, all those type of things kind of come together now as you broaden yourself. So it's you and your avatar speaking your brand. And I think you probably know that more than anybody because when you do advertising and that type of thing, you understand that, hey, the product is not there when the first time you encounter it. It's the message that's there. So what exactly are you saying about yourself, right? You know, that that's important. Well, it's also, you make an excellent point. It's not just one message. And one thing that I uh, rec- recommend to all my, um, certainly my personal branding clients, is you have to be consistent. So uh, the way you appear on LinkedIn or on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook, uh or how you appear in person. It has to be uh, consistent messaging and uh, a consistent tone. And, you know, these days that when you're on the phone with someone for the first time, they're at your LinkedIn profile, probably even while you're on the phone. Um, So it's very important that that story that you tell there is really tight. It's really current. It's really compelling. And people can, you know, basically do a quick glance at it and see the highlights of your career and then make assumptions about who you are. Yeah. In in a few seconds, uh, I've learned that it takes you've got about eight seconds, maybe less for to impress somebody to want. So they'll want to know more 
about your story, about more about what you're talking about. So you've got to make a, a great impression early and often. And a lot of times, as I stated, you're not there physically, you know, doing that live, you know. So look at your profiles. What does that really say about you? <laughs> well, here's a really silly example that I tell uh, clients. For your LinkedIn profile, first of all, you have to have a really sharp picture of yourself. And I don't mean a picture of you looking good at a wedding uh, three months ago. It needs to be professional and compelling and inviting. That's just, that's really important. But what a lot of people don't do, which just shocks me, is there is a banner behind your picture. That to me is a billboard. And for you to have nothing on that billboard, it's a lost opportunity. So sometimes people actually have words. I mean, I, I have words behind my head that says brand coaching, personal uh, corporate brand strategies, personal brand coaching, and mission vision workshops. Those are the three reasons why people hire me. You could also have an image that somehow reflects who you are as a person, but I'm continually shocked at how people have nothing up there. It's like literally a blank billboard. It, sometimes they just don't know. They don't even know how to operate within LinkedIn. Uh, so that's when you start needing some social engineering as far as your social media. And you do seek out some experts like yourself or myself or some others, because there are ways, there's tools out there like Canva or something like that. You can easily yep. make a branded billboard, as you stated. I call it a, a LinkedIn banner. And it's the same thing. Like you're telling a story immediately. Yep. So yep. my question for you, because this is important. And I think you've kind of answered, but I want to get more into that. Is that how do you establish yourself as an expert in your field? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. I just got off the phone with, with a, a, a consultant that, uh, that I'm uh, working with. And honest to God, Grant, the only reason I started my consulting career is my last.com was sold. It was a terrible time in the uh, uh, work world, and I couldn't get a job. And that's why I started consulting. Um, now, funnily enough, every single client I've had since 2000 has been a referral every single one. And it's sort of frustrating because, you know, I've done everything you're supposed to do, you know, the email blasts and the networking and the newsletters and posting, posting content and speaking at events and all that kind of stuff. I even had a column in the Wall Street Journal online for five years, and there was never a cause and effect between, oh, I got your email, or I saw you at that event, or I read your story. Zero. It's all word of mouth. It's all, it's all referral. Um, but when I first started consulting, and you know, when you when you consult, you have to have a methodology. You have to have a, a process that people are buying into with a deliverable that they understand they can buy. But when I was talking about my skills, remember I had been an employee for the first you know fifteen years of my career, and. One thing that I could not say about myself uh, that it just didn't feel comfortable, I couldn't call myself an expert. Mm -hmm. And I knew brand strategy, I knew marketing, I knew advertising, I knew PR, I knew, knew social. And I kind of thought that I was a dilettante. I knew a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there. I couldn't call myself an expert. And then I started getting into the consultant circles and every Tom, Dick and Harry that I met called himself an expert. So I thought, well, he doesn't know anything more than I know. This episode is brought to you by 
Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Enough. I'm going to call myself an expert. And here's the thing about calling yourself an expert. People tend to believe you. Also, they tend to pay you more money. So one thing that I learned very early on is I couldn't tell the story that reflected who I was in that moment. I needed to tell a story that was aspirational as to how I wanted to be perceived. So when I started calling myself a subject matter expert, really the doors flung open and People perceive me that way. Now, the reality is I am an expert. I just had a hard time calling myself that. And I think for a lot of people, particularly depending on you know, how you were raised, it feels boastful. Oh, I'm an expert or you know, uh, I, I know this better than anybody else or I can figure this out for you. For some people, that is hard to do. Um, but my advice is if you're not going to do it, the next person is, and that next person is going to get hired and you will not because people like to hire people who they believe can solve a problem, solve a problem that they can't solve on their own. So the, the, the more you convince them that you have those skills, the more successful you'll be. Oh, I totally, totally agree with what you just said there. And especially, and I think, when people do marketing, there's a difference between branding and then marketing, right? Uh-huh. And you, you market and you stated all the different channels, you're putting these things out there and you say, wow, I'm not, I don't see that causal uh, effect, that causal reality that's happening. I remember one of the, my mentors that I look up to, his name is Mike Kim. He's in the personal brand space. Uh, I think he's out there. No, he's at, out in New York unless he moved. Uh, but he's told me something that made me think about it. He said, marketing is about establishing a relationship with someone, yep. not selling them. And if you can establish a relationship uh, just by sending some information out and then that they, they, it's impactful enough for them to take action uh, one way or another. And I have found a lot. A lot of my business comes to me through referrals. People see what I'm doing. Uh, but they talk because they say, hey, you know, Brent's got this great podcast. He's doing some great things. He's got these great guests. And he's talking around personal branding and things of that nature. You might want to give him a call. So even though I couldn't see that invisible, the marketing effect, it still was happening in, the, in that yep. background. And I really, really, really uh, like that, that that happened. So I wanted to ask you, because you are an expert. <laughs> How are you staying? No, you, you're not, I, I'm going to give you the big X, right? So how do you continue to learn and stay on top of things in, in what you're doing? Well, I'm a voracious reader. 
Um, and, you know, I started my career in public relations and really, frankly, everything I've learned my entire life was based on that early part of my career where I would get different products and services and need to create a narrative around them to give, uh, at that point, the media uh, a reason to write about them and give them um, give them a reason to, to give it some um, exposure. Um, so I think it's very important that you understand how to tell a story and, and the story that you tell about yourself is a story that people are going to believe. And I kind of look at it, I, I kind of look at uh, personal brands, brand stories like um, selling a home. So I recently sold a home and there were, parts of that home that I knew were issues. I knew the master bathroom was really, really tired and it was going to be a buzzkill for someone who looks at the house. I knew the driveway had to be redone. I knew we had pruned some trees. And these are things that you put off if you're a homeowner. But I took care of all those things. I wanted to remove any obstacles anybody had to buying my home. And it's really the same thing in your career. If you think that there's an area that you're weak in, well, learn about it and, and telegraph to people that you, that you know what you're talking about. So um, to answer your question, I, I am a voracious reader. I have a pulse on, on you know, what, what is happening in the zeitgeist, you know, professionally and politically and in the entertainment world. And I try to keep myself as current as possible. And, you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, particularly the political landscape has changed so much over the years because of social media that I'm always looking at, well, what are people who want to rule the world? What are they putting out there? What are their stories? What are their optics? How are they successful doing that? And I really, I really look at myself in the same way when I meet a prospect or, or a meeting with a client, I think to myself, what is the image I want to put forward? What stage do I want to put myself on? What do I want them to walk away thinking about myself? And honestly, a lot of that I learned from following the news, following politicians, following entertainers, because these are people who spent a tremendous amount of time and money on their image and their message. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. You know, I, I take a cue from what you just said. One thing I did, about two years ago, I took on a job. And the first thing I did, first I talked to my, my manager, said, hey, I'm going to do a, a press release you know, mm-hmm. on myself, public relations, right? Now, this is a public traded company. And he said, well, we really don't do press releases unless you're you know, an executive in, in, the, in the company. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to do one for myself. Right. And I, I'll pay for it and I'll, I'll get it done and I'll put it in a publication in which uh, the uh, group or the target audience that I'm working with will find it and, they, and they'll know what I'm doing. And that was so innovative and disruptive. And it was, I, I loved it. Well, let me get this straight. So you wrote a press release announcing your relationship with this publicly traded company. More or less. It was more okay. or less. You know, not in that so much tone, uh, but I had a industry journal Right, that I had joined an or an, an association or an organization, and then what I was going to be able to present uh, to them as far as um, solutions. Well, that's very smart because what you have done by creating a dotted line between you and this organization is you've created, you've put yourself on the same stage as them. 
So, you know, you are your own person, but this is you know a publicly traded company. They have a much broader stage. That's why at the beginning of this conversation, I talked to you about Rolls-Royce and De Beers and CBS Television. The reason I do that is you're thinking, gee, if this guy worked for them, he can do my little, you know, B2B technology company because I, I wanted to establish myself at the top of this call. That's the league that I'm in. Those are the brands that have believed in me in the past. So you should certainly believe in me now. So we're doing the same thing here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're giving some good advice and some intel to our audience of things that they could do maybe even differently that you don't have to wait till you get the corner office in order for you to get a press release or that you get, you know, your, you know, well, you, you get the, 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 uh, uh, I would say the, the image the professional image that's personified throughout the corporation that you can start doing these things for yourself. I want to go back to something we talked about earlier. So I, I told you I started my career in PR and this was like a hundred years ago. And back in the day, I mean, literally my first job, there was a typewriter on my desk and I used to type up press releases and bring it down to the word processing center. They would put it in the system. I would make edits with red tape, uh, with red line, the whole thing. So this is how it would work. I would have a client that would want to get some press. So we would we would think of a story to tell about that brand. It might be, it might be a new product, it might be a new endorsement, it might be a new promotion, whatever. We would tell the story. I would write a press release and then I would send it off to the media. And when you sent out a press release, you had to say, okay, uh, this is the product, this is what's happening with them, this is why it's important. This is an expert who's going to validate this. And here's why your readers care. But it was why your readers care was the hardest nut to crack because a, a, a journalist would be like, okay, well, this is nice, Rob, but who cares? Okay, this is in the 80s and 90s. Now you don't have to go through that. I don't have to sell my idea. I can go to LinkedIn right now and write 500 words on anything I want, and that is published. And that is the real uh, advantage that we all have. We can actually publish our own stories. We can have our own our own visuals, our own storyline, our own promotion, and there's no middleman anymore. And it's just a huge opportunity. And, you know, I, I always tell my clients, particularly the personal branding clients, you need to scrub your social media presence because you don't want something, because first people go to LinkedIn, then they go to your Facebook, and then they go to your Instagram. And I always say, you don't want anything on any of those sites that you wouldn't want to show your mother. Because it, it can be used against you. It can absolutely be used against you. But the real excitement is that we can all be masters of our own universe because we can tell our own story and we can publish it. And we can tell whatever story we want to tell. I mean, it has to be true, but we're in control. Oh, you definitely want to be authentic uh, with your brand, but you do have such a great platform if you know how to use it. Yep. You have thousands and thousands of people. You don't need, you know, a million followers. No. But if you had a thousand or 10,000 people that are tuning in to what you're saying or what you're doing and you're relevant, I like how you said that earlier to why I would care. So, all you know, you're talking to an audience. I tell people right now, I've got about 13,000, 14,000 followers on LinkedIn. Whoa. And when I put something out there, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, over a period of time, I've accumulated that in a particular uh, niche of, of healthcare and information technology. 
But I understand it's a stage. And think of this. If you were on a stage and you're about to address 13 or 14,000 people, yep. what are you going to say? Well, what are you saying? You know, so you've got to think about that message, craft it, because every time I put something out on my social media, I'm thinking like that. This is something for my big stage. This is my opportunity to speak um, some truth into an industry or a situation that will impact that audience. Well, you know, that's a really good point. And um, I always advise people, particularly on LinkedIn, because I think that's where most businesses happen today, is you need to keep your lights bright and you need to remind people that you exist. So I've done a lot of original content on LinkedIn and sometimes I get tired or lazy or whatever. So what I've started doing years ago is I might see something in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or Adweek or something that is somehow related to branding or positioning or personal branding. I will take that story and share it. And I will make a comment on the the topic that is in the in the publication and then I'll ask a question I'll say doesn't this seem right you know blank and and I'll add people's names in so then it appears in their feed so what i discovered is the level of effort to do that is nothing i mean it's really it really is just about identifying a story of interest but I always monitor, well, how many views did that get and how many comments did that get? So I will share something and I'll see thousands of people viewed it. And I'll be like, okay, well, what does that tell me? Thousands of people have enough credibility in me to put value in my comment on this on this piece of information. And it's very small gestures like that, that keeps your lights bright. It keeps you, you know, in the position of being a thought leader, or at least someone who people are listening to and care about. And you can do that at any stage of your career. It doesn't matter. But that's a a little tip for something with very, very light lifting to get some exposure. No, I totally agree with that. that. That is a great way to begin to establish yourself. But you've got to take a step back. I tell people all the time, before you start executing, you've got to have a strategy. And that's something that a person would invest in you and your program and what you're doing. And, you know, and you get people that they're, they're, they're curious about, you know, personal branding, how I want to do, I want to get that visible in, in my world, am I saying the right message? So that's why you go to someone who's a, an expert in that field and begin to, you know, understand how to tell your story at a high level. So I, I you know we're getting to the end, but I wanted to ask you this question here is that the specific challenges that you face when you're working with, and it could be a group like a business or an individual, when it comes to that first step, meaning like, like you, you know, you still you've got to tell that story. Like, what do you what challenges do you typically have when you now the client wants to do business, but then you're like, okay, we need to do X. Are you talking about personal branding clients? Let's focus on personal branding, yes. Okay. Um, I think the reason anybody hires me is because they lack the confidence to tell their own story. And it doesn't mean that they lack confidence overall, but... Again, as I said earlier, maybe they weren't raised to walk in the room waving your banner saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. 
Um, so what I help people do is to create a narrative around themselves that they can feel comfortable sharing. And I think that people get nervous or they might lack confidence because they don't know what they're going to say. And what I help people do is literally create a script for themselves. So they, they have the words, they have the imagery they want to suggest, uh, they have the aura. So when they walk into a new business pitch or, or a networking situation or even a, a, a personal situation, they already have a very clear idea of the story they want to put forward about themselves. And the more focus you put on that, the more comfort you'll have telling that and the more confidence you'll present yourself with. Oh, without question. And I love how you just said that. People ask me all the time, you know, they have trouble speaking or public speaking and that type of thing. I said, it's really a confidence level. If you truly believe and you're passionate about what you're about to say, it'll come across. You know, you don't have to be the most eloquent about it all the time, but it'll come across. And I know you want to say something, so I'm going to give the mic right back to you. Well, you know, if someone hires me as a personal brand coach, honestly, they're struggling and they've had a problem. Um, and one thing I told a recent client is, and he was, to my mind, an impressive young man who was making a big career move. He didn't see himself that way at all. He was leaving a family business, which was very, very hard to do. And, you know, he had this narrative in his head his story, he kept telling himself that the only reason he had any success was he was working for his dad. He didn't really know anything. People didn't really respect him. That's how he viewed himself. As part of our process, I interviewed people in his world. And I asked them perceptions about him as a person and him as a professional and him as a brand. And I came back to him after these interviews and I said, well, you know, I know this is how you view yourself. This is how the outside world views you. And maybe if you can put that old story in your head and just, you know, put it to the back burner and welcome the idea of viewing yourself the way you're already perceived, I think that is the springboard you need to tell a story. And that was like for him. And you know what, Grant, we all do it. We all tell ourselves stories about who we are and what we're good at and what we're not so good at and all those kind of things. And working with a personal brand coach, you can sort of mix that up and 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 change your narrative. Because a lot of times your narrative, you tell yourself about your truth is outdated. It doesn't help you in any way. And it's not true. And that's what I can help people do. Get to their truth and just you know, put it out in the universe. No, that, that's well said. Well said. And that is so true is that we are our personal image that we have of ourselves oftentimes is not reflective of how other no. people see us. Right. And you've got to go through a process to understand how do people actually see you and you you'll be impressed. And that's why in my world, I'm always asking for testimonials. I will yeah. ask someone like, hey, you know, how did you feel about that? Uh, but sometimes you have to have those difficult conversations in which, you know, you may think you're, you're, you're doing well in one area then, and then other people would think, no, that's, that's not how, how we're perceiving that. And just understanding that, that, that honest communication so you can make pivots in your own life, I think is very important. Yeah. Or, or if you are getting a negative reaction to something, that is gold for you to know that. And then you can 
reflect, well, is that accurate? Is that true? And you know what, Grant, whether it is or not, doesn't make a difference. That's how you, you are perceived. Exactly. And at that point, you have to do a little course correction. Well, I must be putting something out in the world that is getting this response. That response isn't working for me. I need to put something else out in the world. Yep. It's a, it's a matter of change. So we're coming to the end of this episode. But before oh, no. I leave, oh, I'm sorry. We, we run out of a little bit of time here. But this has been fantastic. Yes. And before I, I just let you go, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to leave the audience with as, as we conclude this show? Uh, I just think it's important that you see yourself as a, a continuously evolving story. So you can never you can never stop. You can never stop learning and changing and growing. And what particularly as you age, it's very important to stay as current and relevant as possible. Um, because and I'll speak from my own experience. You don't want to be the old guy in the room. Because if you're the old guy in the room, or that's at least the perception, you're not going to be able to be as effective as you want. So my advice is to stay current, always evolve and and listen, listen to what your constituents are telling you. Very, 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 very good advice. And if people want to get in touch with you, Rob, what is the best way? Uh, you can check out my website at brandyoubetter.com uh, and check me out there or on LinkedIn. I'm just Rob Levinson on LinkedIn. So I'd love to continue this conversation with anyone who's interested. Absolutely. I, I did go to your, your website. It's fantastic. Love the layout. Very simple and to the point to what you just said earlier. I'm so glad you said that because when I did my personal branding website, I wanted to make it bite sizable, quick. This is who this person is. Here are the three or four things he sells. This is how much it costs. And this is what I'm going to get. Because again, people don't read much anymore. So thank you for that feedback. It has made my day. Oh, honest feedback is it's gold to the soul, right? Yes, indeed. (laughs) Indeed. So you can catch all the episodes of Follow the Brand at www.5starbdm. That's B for brand, N for masters, D for, did I mess that all up? I think I just did. It's B for brand, D for development, and for masters. Oh my God, I think I better go look at my own website. So <laughs> <laughs> this has been a lot of fun, Rob. Thank you very much. I appreciate you inviting me, Grant. Thank you. You're welcome.